Do we ever know what Dan's talking about? No. We just go along with it and smile. Uh huh. Smile and version 2.0 this is episode number 34 can you believe that i just it's 34 already i know man where's it going you know i have no idea time flies when you're having fun i am dan and with me is jake jake say hi what up and also with us this week is nick how y'all doing hey nick what's new man not a whole lot getting some flying in did you get some flying in this week Absolutely. It was it was awesome. We did one of those a uh, good friend of mine came back from college, uh done for the done for the year mm-hmm. and we did a major I'm such a little kid. It doesn't matter how old you get. When you get a new <laughs> heli, mm-hmm. it's got to get made like stat, right? ASAP, yeah. priority. Mm-hmm. So we stayed up till 2:45 last night getting this uh, new 7HV all in. Got it made in today. It was a good day. So this was your buddy's 7HV? Yeah, yeah. Because I wouldn't associate with anybody that owns a compass. Just well, Yes, I know. <laughs> we've, we've established that, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jake, what's new, man? What have you been doing? Uh, I've been flying, too. You have not. It happened. I was up on the hill all day today. Really? Yep. I got 10 flights in by myself, and then, you know, my friends were flying too, so. You got 10 flights in on the Goblin, huh? No. <laughs> no, I got 10 flights in total. I got three on the Goblin and seven on my 500. Yeah? Anything exciting yeah. happened? Did you crash? I did not crash. I did, however, do a real genuine half pyro flip. Really? On purpose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on purpose. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Over and over again. Wow. That is craziness, oh, yeah. man. I, I impressed even myself. So, how's the the goblin is is it's back in the air and you're flying it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was half bureau flipping for me. Oh, with the goblin, you were even doing that. Yeah, wow. yeah. I did it on the five hundred a couple times, and I decided I was comfortable doing it, and I went up and did it with the goblin. Jake's R two D two and again. <laughs> so the weather, guys, how's it been for you? For me, it's been raining for like seven days straight since i was since the last show it's literally rained every day all day long that's because you know why we're yeah exactly you got it coming oh that's right that's right yeah (laughs) Yeah, see you were ripping on me you were ripping on me (laughs) and then there you go dude no No, it's chilly but it's been okay here it's got to, you You have to have rain over there, Nick. I mean, that's just part of your everyday. It has been, yes, but not like this weekend. It kind of just, it just parted and said, all right, I'll let up on you a little bit. Yeah. Let's get out, do some flying. So it was good. A little windy, but I mean, nothing we couldn't deal with. So tell me more about that compass. 
that cump ass. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, the maiden went good. He's got some. He's got a tail thing, but we're not. We're just not quite sure. It. You know, when you when you build that late and that yeah. fast yeah. and that quick, and you got two guys working on it at the same time, it, it's it's more of a surprise if nothing explodes <laughs> when you made it. But uh, no, I think it'll be, alcohol? it'll be pretty good. No, there wasn't. It was a lot of coffee. Ah. Uh-huh. A lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. Yeah. That's almost worse. How much shit didn't get locked and Yeah. <laughs> we didn't leave a single thing loose, though. That was the good part. Yeah, that's always a good thing. No parts flew off. <laughs> so, other than the compass so, flying, you... What's that? Speak to me, Jake. Guess what? What? You ready? Oh, what are you going to lay on I me now? It. You what? I did. I. Yeah. Dude, what are you saying, man? <laughs> I said... I ordered it. Oh, you did order it. It, it yes. For those of you who way. can't understand what Jake's saying, because he lives in the third world, and <laughs> has has horrible internet. He says he ordered it, and what he means by it is a goblin, another goblin. Yeah, should have been a nitro. Jake, what kind? Of, you have a good job, man. But they don't make. <laughs> no, I don't have a good job. I just don't spend money on anything except helicopters. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, we had this conversation yesterday. I asked him if he spends money on his wife, and he just kind of laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> so when's it going to be in? Just listens to this, right? <laughs> yeah, in fact, we're hoping to get her on the show here in the not-too-distant future. What, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. When's it going to be here, man? Quit pulling my uh, chain. The end of May. Oh, that's right. Goblin, you got to wait because they're special. Right? Ed. Hey, not as long as you're waiting for your gasser. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Touche. Speaking of that, uh, before we started recording, Nick yeah. kind of teased me a little bit about that, and he says he's had, he says he's got some uh, some information on that bad boy. Is that something yeah. you can share with us? It's looking like we're about four weeks out on the gasser, on your whiplash gasser. Bullshit. <laughs> and did you see? The pictures, and this was in the news, but it's it's right here. It's all related. Did you see the new OS gasser motor? Uh, you know, I I don't know if I saw the same one, uh, but I have seen an OS gasser motor. It looks just like uh like a big nitro motor. Yeah, yeah, the GT fifteen HZ, yeah, and, and it's like thirteen thousand uh, dollars. That I didn't know. <laughs> no, I, didn't I mean it's like it's like some. <laughs> the one I was looking at was at like eight hundred bucks. So it's really? an offset. You, you gain a lot in fuel savings, and then you just got to pay more for the motor. All right, who's texting me? If it's one of you two texting me while we're talking, I'm going to have to smack you. Oh, it's guess who's me. texting me? Nick, you remember you and I were talking the other right. night, and some dude just talks, texts me and says, hey, this is your ex, Justin. And I kind of went with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's been continuing to text me. Let me fill you guys, guys in on this. This is kind of amusing. <laughs> this is awesome. So Nick and I were bullshitting on Skype the other night. And uh, my phone, beep, beep, text, look, and he goes, uh, hey, this is your ex, Justin. And I said, oh, hey, what's up, Justin? <laughs> and I, he goes, how are you? Or he goes, NMU. And I, and I don't know how to text like these kids do. So, And I just said, just picked the name out of the blue. I said, I'm just hanging out with Dave. Didn't hear nothing. That's it. End of conversation. The next day, hey, what's up? <laughs> Can you guys hear it? <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> So he's been like, uh, 
continually texting me and I've been kind of playing the game and uh, we'll see if I don't end up with an axe murderer at my door pissed off. So Right. <laughs> Gotta pass the time. Bad juju to fuck with people. You know that. I'm going to turn my phone off so that... How are the drunk dials doing? It's Welcome to Walmart. What I can do for you? Hmm. How the drunk dials? What are you talking about? You had that that woman there drunk dialing you. Oh, like, that's like right. A couple episodes ago. Yeah, those happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. What can you do about it? So anyway, before I got that text, you were talking about the whiplash gasser in the OS motor. Yes. First of all, um, I don't believe you. I know that they gave you a date, but you know, it's kind of like the Avant Aurora Nitro. It's a myth. You see pictures? It's a myth. (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah, you hear about it all the time and you see pictures of it, but you never see it in stock anywhere. It's in the simulator. It must be real. (laughs) It's got to be real. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I I don't know what you mean. I fly one every other day. So, uh, let's see. What have I been doing this week? Well, thanks for asking, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, hey, Dan. Dan, what are you doing? What have you been up to this week? Not much. With all that rain and stuff. Nothing, I mean, really. I learned something <laughs> in the last Nothing. two days. Yeah. I've learned that T-Rex, Nitro, or the T-Rex 600 ESP, EFL, whatever the hell it's called, the new one, mm-hmm. is overly mm-hmm. complicated for an Align helicopter. You don't mm-hmm. say. Have you built one, Nick? Yeah, I had one. What did you think of that elevator setup? Isn't it kind of awkward? It's like... Yeah, it is. It's a, it's just funky to line up. It's got some weird angles. And let me it. tell you let me tell you another thing. I had my buddy... I, it's, it's my friend, Ed. I've talked about him on the show. And um, he ordered this 600 last week. And so I was up helping him build it over the last two days. And um, so Oh, he, he got it brand new? Yeah, brand new. Well, oh, he didn't buy it. Used. He bought it off the forums, but he bought it off somebody who had it and didn't open it yet. Hey, okay. Makes more sense now. Okay, and along going. along with that, kind of a package deal, six lipos, a beast X, various tools, a life mm-hmm. pack for the flight mechanics, you know, a few things like that. And uh, so I've been helping him build this thing, and he built all these links to the manual spec, right? And they are way off. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't figure out what in the hell was going on. I was trying to level the swash out, and then I was trying to get zero pitch. And and the links or the links for in the manual said they needed to be approximately eighty, and they were like twenty millimeters too long. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, we huh. we fought with that all day, and uh, basically got it ready to go. We're just waiting on the EC fives so we can finish, uh, you know, doing the batteries. And yeah. I sent you that picture of that text or that uh, connector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what these are called, but I think these are the cheap ones that everyone tosses. And and what was my reply to your text? <laughs> he said the people cut those off and throw them away. Yeah, there you go. So what I did is I, without knowing exactly what they were called, I sent a text to Nick to say, hey, do you know the names? Because he wanted to call up to the local hobby shop to see if they had the appropriate connectors. We could wire everything up that way. And... They didn't because we just gave up on it. So ordered the... What connector is it? It's just that four millimeter bullet connector that's connected. That's got... They call it a four millimeter banana. Is that what they call it? It's silliness. Uh, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's what the the batteries that he got came with. So Mm -hmm. uh, 
we got the EC5, the, uh, I guess it's a series adapter. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the EC5 is for the ESC and and everything like that. So as soon as those come in, he'll be, uh, well, I'll be flying that helicopter. I can't wait. <laughs> so Don't be afraid <laughs> to crank the head speed up on that one. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, but you know, for for Ed, I'm gonna kind of keep it tame, because he's. It's just a little. It's a portly fella, if you will. Yeah. So you, you even I ran it higher than I. But you didn't I run it at twenty six hundred. No, God no. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But that's what they're saying to run that thing at. I don't know. Maybe like, but see, that's the thing. Like when you hear about these these head speeds, you know, twenty five hundred, twenty six hundred. A lot of the times it's people running them at flat 100% throttle with no governor. Well, then under full load, they're dropping down to, say, 2,300 RPM. Mm-hmm. So why not just put a governor on it, govern it at 2,300 RPM, and get the same performance out of it and gain flight time? So do you, you use right. do you use Castle ESCs, right. Nick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jake? Yes. So tell me this then. Uh, the governor on there, because on my electrics, I just run flat 100% on the mm-hmm. gallery, but I do have a castle on there. So you're just telling me I should use mm-hmm. the governor on that ESC? It's Ice? better than nothing. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what head speed, roughly? 22? 22. Yeah. Yeah. 22 would be just fine. Yeah. It, it makes the tail perform a lot better on that one, too. Yeah. So we're going to be getting that thing going this week, and then I'm guessing Monday it should be, we should have that thing maidened. Sweet. Yeah, we'll get some pictures of it, put it up on the forums. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a it's it's a it's a really nice looking little helicopter. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it, it's that that canopy looks pretty good. I think. Yeah, it's sharp. I like the battery tray. That's pretty cool. That once is pretty slick, it. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Once you get that all dialed in, it's just a little small for my taste. Even for a for a 600, it just seems so little. So you wouldn't like my X5? No, it's it's it's. I don't know. I I won't say that though. Because I have very much so contemplated about getting a, getting some sort of single pack success type heli just to keep in the back of my truck and you know do quick flights with that sort of a deal. Yeah, I've been considering it, so we'll see. I don't know. I've got I'm working on a 450 Pro right now. God, I'm sorry. I know it's not by want. <laughs> it's it's not. It's just that I get so <laughs> many people asking. For help um, with the beast eggs on the 450s, it's like if you could have a tail problem, it's got to be on a 450. And I don't know what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. I just haven't spent that much time doing it myself. So I guess someone donated because I just refused to buy one. It, they pissed me off. Someone donated locally, <laughs> donated the airframe, and so I'll just sit and stare at it here for a while and probably eventually. Just buy a couple parts here and there and get here, it going. You can use the force to put it together. Yeah, it needs the force. <laughs> use the force. So, um, you know, I have, well, I'm built. Let's see. I'm not really building it. I've had a 450 in my trailer since last summer. Uh, as some of the listeners may remember, Rob got a, uh, a 450 Chaos that same weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up, <laughs> and this is kind of sad because. It's a it's an Align the original Align SA Sport whatever they call it that's like ninety percent already built. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I've had that since um, last August and it's not done yet. <laughs> 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 and it's not my helicopter. Sounds so. about right. 
I just yeah, I don't like those little helicopters. They're just not they're just not a lot of fun. I like them once they get once I get it finished. Then I enjoy being able to, you know, throw like four batteries in the pocket in my pocket and go stand out in my front yard, you know, and scare the neighbors. But it's just yeah, I don't know. It's hard to want to put effort into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, I've got some exciting news too. The fusion, yeah. my fusion is on its way to me as we speak. Fusion? What is this fusion you speak of? Oh man, I don't know. Rumor has it I have one, and uh, I, I bought one last year. <laughs> I have never seen it, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just giving Rob a little sh- bit of shit. He's you know he's got a lot going on, so we just decided to go ahead and uh, get it sent to me, and I'll finish it up, and uh, hopefully not end up putting it in a Target bag. Hopefully. If you do, you're going to send it to me, right? No, I'm going to send you a Nitro. Oh, sweet. (laughs) I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. I've been Uh waiting. Yeah, keep waiting. Keep Uh waiting, bitch. Dude, I've been standing by my mailbox for like a week and a half now. Just keep keep on doing that, man. It's Just keep doing it. Your patience will pay off. I think the mail lady's getting suspicious. (laughs) Yeah. All righty, guys. Well, I think it's time to go in some news. What do you think? Let's do it. I'll never get used to that. Yeah. Ever. Ever. No, it's just creepy. This is creepy. Dan, I have a problem. What's up, dude? My glow starter's lonely. Well, I have a solution to that problem. Yeah, what you got? I'm thinking you should take a close look at the Outrage Velocity N2, man. Why should I? Well, you know, Bert Cameron's really been involved with the with the changes that you've been seeing over there. And I think you're going to see some really fantastic products coming out of Outrage here. Yeah? Nice. I'll take a closer look at that. Perfect, dude. Outrage N2, available at a hobby shop near you. So speaking of the 450, yes. um, we've got some videos out of your favorite brand. I just had to put this one first for the, you, Dad. The Compass? The Comp Ass, the Warp 360. Yeah, the, the miniature chicken hawk. The chicken hawk. It looks like a little TDR. <laughs> I, I think it's badass. It's cool looking. I like it. Um, not particularly saying that I'm going to go out and buy one, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's pretty cool. And I like that they're running it um, on 6S. That's my kind of style. <laughs> that is your kind of style. Yeah, you're, you're the yeah. 6S and a 450 kind of guy. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, so it looks pretty cool. David Kettlehead's got some... Um, so when is that? Video did they? Uh, it's a ways from production yet, right? I don't know. Usually they don't mess around too too bad. Once they start getting, you know, like prototype flight testing videos out, yeah. yeah, it's not too far behind. They're not like some who leave you hanging for you know years. That's true. <laughs> That's like that. What is that company called there in Montana? Um, Shush. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> it's, it's like uh what the hell monstrous yeah, so on to the next news <laughs> uh align's got their uh their new autopilot system they took some like some crazy ninja photos of it and have given no information on it other than it's just ninja uh, photos <laughs> yeah. so okay an autopilot for an rc helicopter yeah What's, yes. the, what's the point? AP. It'll be a for aerial photography type deal. You so know, you can yeah. like uh, 
plotting GPS, GPS coordinates. Yeah, that's absolutely. Cool. That's cool. I don't know. I mean, that, yeah, that's that, that's, neat. I love the concept of those units Thank in general, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that it scares me that a line's S- making one. Speaking of a line stuff, there's a few line rumors that that we, I don't know, you guys probably remember these. The biggest one I remember was the Align Gasser. Whatever happened with that? You guys remember never. that? I've heard? never heard anything. I don't that. remember. You guys never, jeez. You guys been living in a box? Come I think on. somebody no, was I mean, I like, heard about it, but I haven't heard anything about it okay. since then. But you did hear about it back in the day. Yeah. And then yeah. the next one was the Align 800. You guys heard about that? Rumor. Yeah, they got a. I don't think, I don't know. They might, but I don't. It's going to have to be a lot different than yeah. the 700 and you know lines all about that whole parts interchangeability thing and yeah. i don't know yep yeah i'm not holding my breath for it hey did you guys see the new the the rush photos yes, of yes. i did what are your thoughts on that yep. what what do you when you see that those pictures what do you think uh it's got a cool canopy i'm more intrigued because charlie designed it i mean i'm not i'm not gonna lie I've always been impressed with his designs, and and he's. Uh, I have a lot of credit for him because of his uniqueness. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't uh, he doesn't seem to copy other people, which is refreshing in this industry. So I'm yeah. really excited. I'll well, be interested to see how how it works. Two thoughts came to my mind when I saw it, and uh, probably going to get some hate mail over this. <laughs> but when I first saw it, the first thing that came into my mind was. That's an RJX. I don't know why I thought that, mm, but it, the canopy. Yeah, and then the second thought came to my mind was, well, okay, three thoughts actually. I guess I don't know how to count. The third or the second thought <laughs> was that looks like it's going to be a heavy helicopter. It does look heavy. My third thought was that thing looks like it has a lot of parts. But that's mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, look at a. Fusion, the is velocity. it over engineered? They're they're, you know, yeah, they I, have that same look to it. They do. I I don't. I well, look. I'll be able to give you a more uh, on hands on opinion of the fusion here shortly. I don't look at that helicopter and think over engineered. I don't. It doesn't look over engineered to me, but it just looks like there's a lot of parts. The velocity looks that way to me. Does it? But I mean, yet they, yeah, it does. Uh, um. One of the local guys here has got an N2. And uh, I mean, it flies great. Don't get me wrong. It flies absolutely great. Yeah. He did have some some uh, tail gear issues. But it it tracks great. It flies great. It, it does just have that look to it. And yeah. I think it's because a lot of companies, you know, will go like the wide frame, put everything on the inside where you can't see it. But mm-hmm. Charlie seems to go opposite, put everything on the outside. So it can give it a little bit of an overcomplicated look. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just first impression. I'm sure it's going to be, I mean, like you said, he's done well in the past with his designs. Absolutely. So that was my first impression. So what else you got for news? Uh, congratulations to um, our friend Kyle Stacy yeah. on the SAB that's team. That's right. That's, yeah. That's pretty impressive that someone finally got him to, uh, that is, that to is. sign up. But yep. I got to tell you guys. Yep. I'm. Hmm, how do I put this? Everybody's just flocking to the goblin. You know what I mean? Can you blame them? 
you know, I was really excited about getting one, but everyone's going to own one soon, so I don't really think I'm going to get one. Yeah, you'll get one eventually. <laughs> it looks, I mean, it looks like a great heli. I don't, it's not quite, it's not quite my style, but it, it seems to be really good. A lot of people have positive things to say about it. But. I suppose. So I can see it. It's a little uh, trendy in my opinion. There you, that's the word I'm looking for. It's it is trendy. a little trendy. It's, I won't deny that. It is absolutely trendy to own a goblin and be part of the goblin thing and do the goblin thing and be a goblin. So what do you guys think about, because, all right, so they got um, Mikado put out the trailer for the dollhouse event, you know, that big Mikado event mm-hmm. that they had at uh, at the doll's house. They had this Logo 700 Extreme there. Do you think that that's going to put a little hurt on Goblin? No. No. No, I don't think so. I think that that... that Not at all. I think that Logo Extreme is uh, is going to fall along the, the same path that, like, we saw the... Uh, uh, what the hell was that? Uh, that one that Bert used yeah, to push. Yeah, can't even remember what it was. Yeah, I can't even remember what it was. That, uh, that electric helicopter that... Uh, come on, guys. Help me out with this. <laughs> I... I can't think of it either. Yeah, I but don't you, know what you, you come on, it. Uh, oh, come on, it's that one that we never hear about anymore. But there for a while, we were hearing about it all the time, and I cannot think of the name of it for the life of me. I don't know. I mean, the this, the seven hundred looks like a pretty well executed, scaled down eight hundred, and it's big. Like it's uh, it's whiplash big. So a little bit bigger than a lot of the rest of the seven hundred class helis. They said they did not intend to make it light. They're okay with that. They were going for kind of, you know, that authority feeling in the air, which I can respect because that's my favorite part about the whiplash. When you put that thing up in the air, it's just got a ton of authority. I cannot I cannot remember and I cannot find it in this forum. Well, you go in your little world. Uh, so did, I'm does not gonna... anyone think that this the JR, they've got the triple-bladed head, the multi-blade rotor head, does anyone think that's going to catch on? Have you heard it? Yeah, I have. Have I heard heard of it? No, actually heard it like in a video. No, does it sound like no. a dead cat it or something? It is quiet. It really? takes all like the thump out of the blade. So like everything, in my opinion, cool that our helis, the cool sound that our helis make, yeah, it's gone. Gone. Yeah. Gone, gone. It's gone. gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's really, really quiet. I mean, it seems to be perfectly, you know, 3D capable, but I don't know. I don't, I don't particularly see what what market they're trying to go for with it. Yeah. Other than it's different, now well, you have to you buy know, a bunch of blades. JR's been been doing some crazy, well, things that really haven't been catching on. The the flybarless control unit that they put out. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do we know anybody that's bought that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The same guy that bought the MP7. Mm-hmm. This is also the same guy that bought the uh, the Total G. No, you're rough. No, I don't know. I, you know, everybody they've got to try, right? They've got to try. But that that yeah. that fly bar, yeah. that Jera fly barless controller, it looked like it was out of the 70s. I mean, I got an old piezo gyro. Right? <laughs> it looked a lot like that. 
Dude, I have an old mechanical gyro on the shelf somewhere here. Let's yeah. put that in it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't get it. They've got odd stuff. And then all of a sudden, they'll come out with like a video of like this helicopter that all these people are flying, but nowhere in the U.S. So we don't even know about it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I thought they were, someone wanted to sell something, but. Well, you know, I, like I said, I've got a JR vibe and I love the shit out of that helicopter. And I think those of us who, who have the vibe and have held on to it and kept it can appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it is heavy by today's standards. It's just such a smooth, smooth flying machine. In fact, I just finished putting my vibe back together and we'll be flying it tomorrow. So do you think that the tomorrow. smoothness of it would be competitive to uh, the helis of today? Or do you think it was just smooth for its time? No, I think it's smooth by today's standard. Yeah. You know. They're portly, aren't they? The Yeah, they're heavy. and um, <laughs> Portly? <laughs> Uh, politically correct, you know. Uh, let's see. Is it to, is it smooth by today's standards? I think it's probably smoother, just because of its solidness and the G10 for the G10 frames, and um, it's just a thick, heavy, well built, solidly constructed, expensive <laughs> <laughs> helicopter. So shelf queen. Yeah. I love it. I, I mean, I, that's the one I learned on. I'll never get rid of it just because of that. Yeah. So it looks like Smack Talks cranking out another one. No Circus kidding. Tricks, dude. They're they're on a roll, man. Circus Tricks. I know. Did you I watch it yet? One. Yeah, I did. I watched it. Yeah. Because that's that's, yeah, I watched that's it. my style. I like weird, stupid stuff that is no reason and put your helicopter at high risk. That's Perfect. great. Jake doesn't do like any cutting of that. the heads off dandelions. Yep. <laughs> I can do that if they're like 20 feet tall. Sunflowers. I was doing it earlier <laughs> Sunflowers. Cut the heads off sunflowers. sunflowers. <laughs> no, it was a good one. It was a good one. Definitely, you guys should go should go check that out. It's it's just a nice break, you know? A little bit of having fun. Getting yeah. out, yeah. having fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really Protex got their new charger out. Protex, isn't that a, that's a condom brand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Protec Prodigy six twenty duo, four hundred watts, dual channels. Eh, why would you waste eh. your time? Two at one time. Watch? Yeah, it's a little. I mean, it seems like a good charger. It's a little. I mean, it seems a little late in the market for my. You know, in well, my opinion. Why would anybody in this mm -hmm. day and age put out a charger that it's only four hundred watts? Yeah, I think you got to be a thousand to be competitive. You know, I suppose if you're still, if you're, I guess, you know, if you're a nitro guy and all you're charging is your 2S flight packs, or you just happen to be a guy that's into, you know, three cell, three or four cell, 450s. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if you're flying the bigger ones like most everybody is these days, that's just not enough power. Not, not for me. Never. Never I, enough. I do like Very the concept true. of a... Of a good dual charger, though. It I, is kind of nice. It, well, I do have a good dual charger, but that one is more powerful than the one I have. Mine's only, what is it, 350 watts per side, I think. Yeah. I would like, I just like having a pair. I mean, so I've got my eye charger, and then I think that it would be really nice to have a good dual setup next to it so that I can, you know, have a like a receiver pack charging on one side and that leaves me one spare and then cranking out the, the 12S packs off the iCharger. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about non- what I do. Non-stop flying. Yeah. Jake, you got any news or? No, I got nothing. You got nothing? Left it all to the new guy. Make him do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Dan, you could go. Um, you could go 550 with the 550 conversion kit on your Fusion. I could, but I'm not gonna. And compare it to your <laughs> X5. Why uh, not? Uh, you know what? I don't. I'm a little sad about my Gowie. It's still sitting in the corner of my trailer, all crumpled up. And um, a pile of sadness. It is. Every time I look over there, it's kind of leaning up against, you know, and it's kind of like a scorpion, dead scorpion with the tail <laughs> bent up in three. <laughs> it's like, it's like, are you ever going to fix me? <laughs> What's going on? I just, uh, to tell you the truth, I've just been so into getting my nitros all going that I just haven't I just haven't put a lot of time and effort into it poor little thing and it it's happens. it's crumpled up bad yeah it's so sad it's a sickly little thing it's that season though to get the seems like a lot of people now are going through their nitros and getting them all ready for the flying season I mean the same guy that um, that made his 7HV we were out there he put a new ring and some bearings and his, you know, 55 and his N5C. And we were getting that broken at the same time. And another guy was moving up to, uh, up to 30%. You know, he started tossing it around a little bit more this year, wanted that extra power. So it was just like this big nitro tuning smorgasbord out there today. It was cool. <laughs> smorgasbord. Yep. On the lines of nitro, supposedly YS has this Turek edition coming out. Uh. Um, at first, I thought it was just a label, but according to Turek himself, he said it's completely different than the other engines, very powerful and less fuel-consuming, whatever that means. Interesting. Yeah, it's a 95C. It's marketing, I guess is what I'm trying to tell you guys. I don't know. It's well, like yeah. It's like just slapping 105C discharge rate on a battery. It's the same thing. Come on, guys. How, how, I mean... I'll go. I'm go. I'll skip right by it. I mean, the the Whiplash Nitro will get a 120 for sure. Ooh, go big no or go home. There. That's right. Poo or get off the pot, baby. <laughs> poo. We don't say poo <laughs> around here, man. It's shit or get off the pot. Come I on. I have now. a three year old. I have to poo. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll start saying, "Leave the room, Daddy's swearing." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he has to go talk with the big boys now. You know what? That's a perfect segue into yeah. what we are now going to talk about. We are going to kind of continue. Nitro! Yes, we're going to continue uh-huh. the discussion of Nitro because we here at the Nation love Nitro helicopters. Because Dan's sending me one and I need to learn how to fly it. Yep, keep waiting. Just keep sitting out there, pack a lunch, maybe use some sunscreen. Yep. So last week, can I at least fly while I'm sitting there? No, you, you, you can. Yeah, you can fly your MCPX. Well, it ain't flying. Hi, this is Dieter, also known as RCD Butts, and this is your 60-second tech tip. Today's topic is miscellaneous nitro tips on the TRX 600 or 700, and some other models. For easy removal of your engine quickly and easily, follow these steps, which can allow you to remove the engine without removing the muffler and save you a lot of time. Step 1. Remove the throttle linkage rods and fuel line from the carb. Step 2. Remove the landing gear. 
Step 3. Remove the four engine mounting bolts from the frame. Step 4. Remove the screws that attach to the fan shroud. Step 5. Finally, just pull the engine straight down. This will save you a lot of time when you have to work on your engine. If you are replacing a clutch liner, use something strong enough to hold it in place, like JB Weld. Be sure to let it sit for a day to cure before trying to fly with it. Read the instructions on proper engine break-in. The manual for your engine will usually have a step-by-step -step procedure that will guide you through this process. Every engine is different. When flying a heli and you run out of fuel, the engine will go lean and die. Some people like to use header tanks, which is a second small tank that will give you some extra time to land once you notice that your main tank is empty. Nitro helis can produce more vibrations than electric helis, so balanced parts and tight screws are essential. Check the tightness of all screws before each flight, just to be sure that you're not one flight away from something flying off. This has been your RC Heli Nation 60 Second Tech Tip. So last week we left off, we kind of talked kind of nitro basics, you know, we kind of went over, we had uh, Phil on course, he gave us his, his thoughts on nitro and then Nick kind of gave us his thoughts on nitro and um, had a few emails and they asked us, that, well, he, they specifically brought up a few points that they would like to hear about and I'm not really sure. <laughs> Interrupt me again, Jake, I dare you. <laughs> Do it again. Come on, do it again, I dare you. Do it. Why? Why? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Specifically. Hey, uh, Dan. Uh, I Jake, love you. Your vagina's going to get bigger every time you interrupt me. <laughs> How's that sound? Huh? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so, we had a, a listener ask me about uh, glow plugs. Now, I'm not quite sure what there is to talk about glow plugs. So I will uh, tell you my knowledge of glow plugs. I use OS number eights. Period. That's End of story. <laughs> End That's of story. It. You know what I mean? Uh, uh huh. Let's let's talk about here's a, here's an issue with glow plugs. Let's talk about flame outs. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, how do what what is a flame out? How does it happen? And how do you prevent it from happening? Is that a question towards me? Jake? That's a question towards Jake. Since okay. he... Towards me? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have one yet. It hasn't gotten here. That's not a good answer. Oh, I tried. All right. We'll let Nick answer that one. Yeah. Basically, the, the filament on the glow plug comes detached from one end or both ends, and then you don't have anything to sustain the burn on the nitro. Um it can be caused actually from either direction, too rich or too lean. More often than not, it's too lean. And what is actually happening is very, very, very fine, <laughs> or if it's really lean, large pieces of um, the piston will come off and hit the glow plug, uh, hit the filament on the glow plug and knock it off. So... That's kind of your indicator. If you've got that situation where you're, you keep going back and tuning and every four or five flights, this thing's eating glow plugs, more often than not, it's, it's some, something is hitting the glow plug itself. Could be piston, could be bearing material. If you have bearings that are starting to get really rusty or on their way out, um, that can happen too. And on engine break-in, that's kind of another thing that I've that I found 
to be true is when I break in a motor, I'll put about 10 flights on it and then I I automatically put a new glow plug in it yeah. because never fails that within the next five, six flights, I'll have a flame out. You know, I, I do the same thing. Um, I didn't have a reason for doing it. I was just told you should do it. <laughs> so I didn't. And then I got stubborn one time and thank goodness for autos. All right. So let's, let's, let's um, go to a more basic level of a go plug. So, okay. You, you essentially, you it heats up with the battery supplied, whether you got an onboard or your your actual you know portable glow starter. Mm-hmm. So that that electricity heats that coil up. Mm-hmm. So that then when the you turn the engine over, it it burns and you know the compre- the compressed gas burn. Okay, so once the battery power is removed from the glow plug, is it just that filament is? just continues to stay hot due to the fire of the piston? It's the compression. It's compression when you take, when you take oxygen and compress it, anytime you compress air, heat is a natural byproduct of it. Okay. So once you get that glow plug going and you maintain that heat, um, it'll stay running as long as you have that filament there to glow. But if the filament glows away, then... Okay, so... Why does the filament have to be connected at both ends once the motor's going? I understand why it has to be connected initially because it can't complete the circuit to initially heat up. But if the motor's running and the filament breaks, why does the why does the filament not stay hot enough? Why does the air why, how does it flame out, I guess is what I'm asking. I don't think it'll retain enough heat. You know, the End right, of the glow it, plug. Can, it can move around and dissipate some of the energy yes. that's stored. Yeah, in it. absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes What's sense. What's the first thing you do when you burn your finger? You stick it straight out and wave it all around out in the air to cool it down. <laughs> <laughs> you do? I just had a picture of you doing that, dude. Yeah, I know. Did you get that? <laughs> I always thought you just held it over the flame like a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a man's man. All right, so it might be how you do it in Montana, but <laughs> here in New York we scream like little girls and run around. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, that that makes sense. That's kind of the glow plug basic. Now you can get glow plugs that burn hotter or cooler. Mm-hmm. Now is that mm-hmm. based on how? What what determines that? Is it the length? of the glow plug going into the cylinder head or is it like a different gauge wire on the filament or do we know the answer to that i think and i'm gonna put a big i think in front of it but i think that it's the gauge of wire on there and like the size of the coil i'm not 100 percent positive but they definitely look i'm gonna think that i agree with him okay so answer me this then why why are there shims to put why would you put a shim in the head because you can you can shim the head if you so desire to lower the compression. That changes the- but what does yeah. that what does that do? What are we doing when that happens? Deterring pre detonation or AKA pain. Oh, so it's like a timing thing. Yep. Okay, you got it. It, it lowers your compression, so therefore um, the motor's less prone to pain. Like on a lot of them, if you like, they'll give you provided shims that the manufacturer will recommend and it, to put in an additional shim if you're going to run 30%. Oh, 
I see. I got versus you. versus twenty. I don't very rarely does anyone do it, but you know, I think the manufacturers being a little bit safe and it it's kind of it was a big deal back in the day. People were constantly messing different glow plugs, different shimming combinations, this fuel, that fuel. And then it seems to be, and I'm gonna leave this kind of as a real big broad generalization, but that motors like they settled into themselves. So the more common motors would run pretty much out of the box on just about anything. Um, it, now, since like the 120, the 120s, the YS120s kind of brought that back. People are messing around with a lot of different nitro percentages, 15, 20. I mean, the people are having the most success with 15%, 15 to 20% in that engine because 30 just runs too hot. It, it pings too much. And okay. it's got enough, you know, um, it's got enough capacity to the motor that the power's awesome on 15%. Okay. That's good. So let's talk also now a little bit, because I just experienced this this past week. Um, you know, last week I was talking about my 600 and I was having some tuning issues. It just fell off all of a sudden, like, and, I, and not only off, but um, very inconsistent in the tune. Uh, I, I felt like I would get it in a decent place and the flight later, it just felt off again. So I went ahead and um, I, I ordered in just uh, in case new piston, new new sleeve, new ring, and a few sets of bearings. And uh, we did talk a little bit about uh, how to do this, but let's go a, a tad bit more into depth um, this time about the procedure because I just kind of went through it and it was really simple. Um, but there were some specifics that I kind of had to toy with, uh, to get it to work. And, and what I mean by specifics is the actual technique. Now, of course, you know, take the motor out, make sure, make sure all the, hang on a sec, my cat is just driving me crazy tonight. I swear to God, go away, crooked go away. <laughs> so, crooked head. So, um, you know, I took the motor out, took the carburetor off, took all the little O-rings and that little, you know, the 50s got the little, I don't even know what that material is that sits at the bottom of the carb. And, uh, yeah, I took everything out and I put the engine in the oven at uh, 320. Uh-huh. And let me give you guys, I don't know if, if the oil in nitro is the same way, but oil starts to burn typically at 350 degrees. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest, I don't know. It seems to me, it didn't seem right to me to put the, I don't know. What temperature do you set the oven at when you do that, Nick? Usually like 340, 350 around in there. Yeah. Well, I set it at 320 because I know oil starts to burn at 350 degrees. Generally. Oh, this cat, I swear to God. Go somewhere. Go somewhere now. (laughs) (laughs) So I put it, I put the other bearings in the freezer, right? And, um, mm-hmm. yep. it was real simple. I put it in there for, I don't know, probably 20 minutes, took it out. They just tapped right out. No problems. So I went to put the new bearings in and I found it a little difficult to just try to put them in because first of all, I'm dealing with a really hot motor. So I'm holding it with an oven glove and I'm trying to get this bearing in there and it just wasn't seating properly squarely. Mm-hmm. So by the time mm-hmm. I fiddled around with it, the heat of the motor, it heated the bearings back up. So I decided to start over and I actually sent you a text, Nick. Mm-hmm. And I was along, you know, I was like, well, this just doesn't seem to be working very well. 
So what I ended up doing was using the crank as a guide for the rear bearing. I don't know if you do that or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I actually just slid the, the bearing onto the crank and then pushed the crank in through the motor. And that bearing just went right into place perfectly. Mm -hmm. As so did the front. pretty bearing. much exactly what I would do. So is, is that how you do that, Nick? Or did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how I do it. Because the, especially the, the inner bearing, it can be a real bugger to get it lined up right. And yeah. I mean, yeah, you can mess around with like a brass. I keep a brass drift. Um, just because you can smack on it a little bit and it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, so that's kind of, you know, kind of the basic detail stuff that we kind of left out of last the last week when we were talking about it. Um, you know, it's not real rocket science, but it's always, you know, <laughs> I learned, I just kind of did it by ex just from experimenting with it. And uh, I suppose had we went into further conversation about it, we might have talked about that last week. We would have known yeah, it's a little awkward the first time, but once you do it the first time, then it's yeah, you don't even think about it the next time. Okay, so <laughs> the ne the next step was to put the motor back together, and I sent Nick a picture of the piston. Everything looked great; the sleeve was great, but Nick said that I should replace the uh, ring. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what happened there, <laughs> and, I, and I and I know it's that I, I no, I know how to put piston rings in. I've done it. Several times, I lined it up on the pin like you're supposed to, right in the in the in the groove. I proceeded to put it in, and somehow, the damn thing turned just enough, and about an eighth of an inch of the piston ring broke. Dope. So, although you did tell me to replace the piston ring, it now has the old piston ring back in there because I really didn't <sighs> have a choice. Uh, if I wanted to fly this weekend. So I will get another piston ring and attempt it again. But for those of you who have never done that before and you're thinking about it, uh, when you take a close look at the piston inside that groove where the ring goes, there's like a little set screw in there. And that's kind of the, the positioning guide of the ring. And if you look at the, if you look at the ring closely where the ends come together, it's kind of tapered where those ends come together. That's to allow room for that positioning screw when you push that together it allows the piston ring to actually compress inside the piston well as you if you when you when you go to put the sleeve when you go to put everything back together if those things aren't lined up you might get the piston in but as soon as it reaches any of the ports it pops back out and it breaks so then you've got a piston that's locked inside of the the sleeve and you can only move it up you know however big the port is because it catches on the top and bottom so, yeah, I had to uh, put the old piston ring back in for, for the time being. See how it goes? You broke it. Well, you know, I know Nick tells me uh, that that piston ring needs to be replaced, but I just... We'll, you don't believe We'll him. see. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> we'll see. No, <laughs> I don't shiny? know. It is shiny, but I don't it know. It should not be shiny. I don't understand that because if you have metal rubbing against metal, it's gonna it's gonna shine up. Yeah, it shouldn't look chrome like though. I mean, yeah, it's gonna have a little bit of gloss to it, but it shouldn't look chrome like. Well, it did definitely had gloss to it, didn't it, Nick? Yes, it did. <laughs> so polished it up. Well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and order. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and order a new piston ring. Probably a couple of them. So when I do it again and break the next one, I'll still have another one. <laughs> but that that gets expensive because those aren't cheap. 
No, they're not. At so, least it's a 50, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So that that's kind of that process, guys. It's um, it's a little intimidating to to take down a motor if you've never done one before, but if you just kind of think through the process, uh, anybody can get through it, even Jake. Yeah. You right? sure? I don't know. Maybe I should send you a nitro and find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, if you're sending me one, then I have a question. What's that? Wh- which governor should I run? I, you know what? I run the uh, MultiGov Pro on mine. All of mine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't sure. run it as a governor. I run it, run it as a rev limiter. Mm, okay. Bingo. See? Hey. And why why run it as a limiter instead of a governor? Well, because it uh, a rev limiter, um, it's it's not as hard because see a governor is trying to control it both ways, low and high, right? Right. Rev yep. limiter just tries to keep it down below a certain RPM. See, as opposed to a governor is going to try to bring it up. Uh, that way, you can just run a f- flat throttle curve. Mm. Am I right mm-hmm. on that, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, because a, a regular governor will follow, you know, you'll put a default like a V-curve in there. Yep. So say 100 on the ends and maybe I think MultiGov recommends 80 in the middle. Yeah. And then what it's actually doing is it's bouncing. It'll either be pushing the throttle or pulling it back on either side of that throttle curve. So it's constantly dancing back and forth from that, um, trying to maintain the head speed. But a rev limiter, you just tell it, go wide open throttle and only pull the throttle back as needed. So it, it just seems to, it seems to hold better. I found the, the exact same thing too. That's the, the exact same setup that I run. Yeah. It's also nice to, it's, you know, not that it's hard to put in a throttle curve, but just to be able to run a flat curve is just much better. Although I don't, we yeah. should make no, I don't recommend that for new people, um, for newbies to nitro, because if you have a sensor failure, it will default to your throttle curves. On a 50 size nitro, wide open throttle in a hover, bad news. <laughs> I've had this happen. And I went, wow, why does it sound so funny? It sounds so mad. It's so angry. <laughs> so I brought it back down, looked it over, you know, gave it the dumb look where you just look at it like, huh, okay, I'll try it again. Went back up there, flipped it up. Jeez, look at it. It just sounds like it's so angry. <laughs> well, I got it all figured out, but then over the course of the next dozen flights, I had three screws break. Wow. Random screws. Boom supports. That sort of a deal. Yeah. So it wound it up so high, it had so much vibration that it actually stressed, stressed well, the screws. Um, no, I was thinking the, you know, being that you're sending me this and I, I'm going to run a governor on it and all that. Should I put something like switch glow on it or do you think just a regular glow starter is fine? Uh, that's all personal choice. I have a switch glow and I also have uh, a line two and one just because it came with the helicopter. I mm. kind of like the convenience of having an onboard glow starter. But it's, it's a must yeah. for me. Why is it a must? Are you, do you do the walk of shame? No, because I'm the dodo head who leaves the glow driver on there. Oh, see, the the beauty of having a, a trailer devoted to your hobby is when you go to the field, you take your whole shop with you. 
No, 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 no. Leaving it on the helicopter. Oh, God. I see what you're saying. <laughs> walks walks away, spools up. There's still glow starter. Flips yeah. inverted and it falls into the blades. Yep. Especially on the 700 Nitro, that, that glow driver fits conveniently down underneath that wide electronics tray. When looking from above, it disappears. You put the <laughs> canopy on, you go do a whole flight. All of a sudden, midway through your flight, your glow plug falls out. Right? Oh my gosh, you mean to tell me when you were running, when you were doing a glow driver, you didn't put an extension on your glow plug? Not on that particular, not on that one, no. So but. let me just... Uh, what, what I'm talking about, guys, is you can get uh, extensions. So you can alligator clip to your so glow plug. The yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what I, yeah. that's what all mine have. Well, all the ones, well, the Vibe is the only one that doesn't have an onboard glow starter, but I do have a switch glow for it. But um, I'm actually going to experiment. I didn't, I took the glow, the switch glow off because it required another radio or another receiver channel to actually use it remotely. Right. Uh, however, Looking at the Beast X AR7200, there are the appropriate channels. I can put that back on. Nice. It's got the auxiliary three. There you go. Moving on. I like them. I absolutely yeah. love them. I got to have it. I run the Dan's perfect regulators one. Perfect regulators. Yeah. What are those run? What uh, I think they're 45. Well, that's not bad. It's cheaper than a two-in-one yeah and they're light that's the big thing oh so if you want like two into one okay i get this one a lot here's a really big one and i'm glad you brought this up power systems on nitros you know with the whole what do i run do i run a regulator do i run all high voltage servos this that i get this question all the time the aligned two-in-one the function of it is awesome Absolutely awesome. It's nice to have a remote switch. It's nice to have a push glow portion of it. The problem is you are running your whole entire helicopter, three cyclics, throttle, and a tail off of one servo connector. Bad yeah. idea. Mm, yeah. As well yeah. as it is not a fail-safe type switch. No, it isn't. So if you walk up and take that nice little switch and you smash it with a hammer, your helicopter shuts off. I've seen way too many very, very nice helis be culprit of a bad two into one so you know like us for perfect regulators we've got the safe switch duo pro so you can run like an lifE pack 6.6 volts through to your cyclics it has a built-in step down for the tail and throttle if you need it and then it has a push glow on the switch but the switch is a fail-safe style so if you reach over, cut the wires to the switch, smash it, whatever, defaults the unit will off. stay on. On. It defaults to on. That's so right. So that if you have a, a problem with that micro switch or that circuit board or it gets in a crash or something like that, the main unit will remain powered. And that's a really, really big deal on a nitro. So let me let me explore that a little bit. Before I I, I do use a two in one and but I also have several Framco um Arizona regulators. Mm -hmm. They also default to on. But yep. one thing that I'm not sure about is you said uh, you're running everything through one servo lead. Well, that's the case with that generator or that generator, that uh, alter, or alternator. Alternator. For Christ's sake. <laughs> generator. That regulator as well. Yeah, so, I don't care for it. I'm a big... Well, explain safety. to me the connection then. I don't understand because you're, you're, you're... Okay, you got your battery. You plug it into the, into the regulator. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a lead going to the receiver. 
two. Two leads go into the receiver. Yeah. So the way the perfect regulators, it's kind of like his signature thing. He will send, you send the input voltage. So let's say you plug, see there's no regulator on the cyclics on that one. So if you bring 6.6 six into it, you're going 6.6 six out of it, mm-hmm. out to the cyclic. Yeah. So you actually send the power out on two servo leads, but you're also bringing the signal for if you choose to use the regulated ports, you're bringing the signal in on those. It's It transfers the signal over to the regulated side, and then your servos get unplugged to the regulator or plugged into the regulated side. So it's a it cuts down on the amount of wires, but then it also gives you that redundancy of having two power leads hooked into the receiver. So like for me, I run one into one into my receiver and one into the B stack. But what if you're using the new B stacks where you don't have to have a receiver? There's still yeah, there's still well, now on a nitro. Let's see. There's I'm pretty sure there's oh, still enough ports. On oh, the, absolutely, because you're only. Yeah. I mean, even if you're running the uh, even if you're running. Um, let's say your governor, uh, like when I was running it in governor, governor mode, I couldn't, uh, I had to just pick a head speed because I couldn't toggle through and assign three different head speeds because I didn't have an open channel to do it. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, but with the new B-Stacks, there's, there's when, you're, when it's all said and done, you have three open ports on a Nitro. Mm-hmm. So plenty, plenty there. I never really thought about that, but... You know, I guess the way it's they've been, all my helicopters have been. I've just, I, I just assume that's uh, that's the way everyone does it because I didn't have any more space. And that's the way it was, you know, back in the day. Everyone ran one. I mean, it's like why? But then now that we're starting to, you know, toss these things around more, we want them to live. You know, we're getting smart about crashes. I don't know how many people I see go out to the field with a nitro and they got a big 3000 milliamp receiver pack up on the receiver tray with one Velcro strap on it. That thing is going to weigh 20 pounds when it goes in at 20 miles an hour, unplugs. There you go. There's your chicken dance. Yeah. Pull up a chair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so try and be smart about it. And uh, the redundancy is just, it's awesome. See, now you got me thinking that I'm going to need to buy another damn regulator. Jesus. But don't. Yeah. It's not the regulator. That's I tend. I tend to stay away from regulators because it's one more component to fail. So if your all your cyclics can handle six volts, then they'll take an LIFE pack. Great. Well, I've uh, got. I've got. But I've got like five two cell lipos, man. I don't want to go replacing all those. What cyclics are they? They're not high voltage. They're just uh, the Futaba nine four five twos and then DS six tens. Yeah, that's true. I like the LFE packs. Well, I you know, I'm, I I actually on my Vibe, I do run a life pack on my Vibe. That's the only one I've got because I just happened to have a life pack on that or a life pack available when I was. They weren't that popular back in the day because they were back when they were looking like the A123 cells. They were big and bulky and heavy, but now they've got them to where they're almost dead even with lipo for weight. Hyperion makes some really nice ones. Yeah, that's what I've got. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I got this new trick today. Yeah, what's up? Um, I did a tail stand. Yeah. And the tail went about three inches into the dirt. Oh, man. 
Well, you know that stuff happens, but you know there's a solution to those kind of problems. So all you need to do, dude, is go to www.helipros.com and they will have the parts you need. Because it's sounding like you're flying kind of hard and Helipros has the parts. Already there. I actually want to talk a little bit about the Beast X2 because there's something that I did today that I've never done before and it's kind of a functionality of the of the Beast X. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever I build a new helicopter, uh, I have a tendency to just hook up a 4.8 nickel metal hydride to the uh, to a receiver and and square up all my servos out of the helicopter and then mm-hmm. put, put them in, right. square it up. Typical, yep. a lot of people do that. Now, there's a function, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe it's step G on solid light. Where you, <laughs> where you can uh, you can actually tell tell you can actually tell the beast X which servo you want to look at, mm-hmm. right? And you can then it, it just centers that servo. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can actually add sub trim at that level, right? At that point to that yeah. servo if you need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one thing mm-hmm. that I'm confused about that uh, well, not necessarily confused, but unsure about. I'm sure it'll work out. Once you add that subtrim and you go back to tell it to turn that function off, that goes back to that center pulse width. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, your servers don't look the same anymore. That's correct. Okay. So, But when it's all said and done, they're going to consider, when you go back into just regular flight mode, it's going to take into consideration those subtrims you added in, right? As long as you push the button and moved on to uh, setup menu H, after you are done with that setup. But you have to do that yes, to get out of the You menu. have to. That's how it saves it. Going to the next menu is what saves it. Right. But, you know, I guess what you're saying, instead of just unplugging it and resetting it, typically every time I program it, I just kind of go do, do, do right through all the yeah. menus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But that was actually kind of a cool... I never did that before with the Beast X because I always centered everything and everything was always pretty much perfect. Um that way close enough no i'm pretty anal about that dude i actually pull out i actually have a protractor <laughs> i do i swear to god and i <laughs> yeah I, for measuring your hovers uh, exactly when, when the blades aren't <laughs> when i when the blades slow down enough right no I, and i actually really am pretty anal about making sure that those are perfectly 90 degrees which uh i mentioned earlier the the the, the 600 that i'm building while helping ed build uh, that elevator servo cannot be at 90 degrees to the servo, Mm-mm. which really made it tricky for me <laughs> because that's, and you can't see the angle of the other side of the elevator to compare it. No, it's an eyeball one. Yeah. Stand out, stick your tongue out to the left, close one eye, eh, that'll work. <laughs> so. I actually, I, I was actually kind of gl- uh, glad to get a chance to mess with that because, uh, you know, you kind of got to learn to trust that stuff. And I, I just was like, I'm sure this is going to work. And I'm sure it's going to be fine. But I was kind of a little uneasy about it. But being it that it's his helicopter, really who cares if it crashes. It's not out of my pocket, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but it's out of your conscience. Nah. You uh, have one. Poor Ed. <laughs> Poor Ed. No, he's really excited. We're going to get that thing in the air Monday. and uh, Monday? Uh, yeah, 
Well, I thought you were doing it tomorrow. No, we have to wait for the EC5s to show up Monday. Damn. Yeah, we, we need to wire up the batteries to uh, EC5s. Well, just take some off some of your other stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we'll get we'll get it up in the air Monday. And uh, I told him to take some pictures of that nice pretty canopy now. Yeah, it right. Probably won't be nice and pretty very long. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know, man. It's uh, I'm looking forward to to flying it. Uh, it's I'm also looking forward to getting that fusion too and testing that thing out. See what yeah. kind of yeah. stream hovering I can do with that. Hardcore. Hardcore hovering. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you're just not gonna top Rob's trick though. The splitting it in two is pretty uh pretty hard to top. <laughs> Well, where I fly, there's no wires running through the field, so I'm probably not going to be able to do that. I guess I could try to split it in two on a barbed wire fence. There you go. Oh, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Facebook. Uh, you know, we're doing strong. Uh, you guys, if you want to post uh, up anything on the Facebook page, go ahead and do that. We are planning a giveaway here soon. As soon as we get the details, we'll post that up. And it's going to be kind of a neat little contest that we're thinking about. Uh, a simple one for those of you who are into those kind of things. I know some of you don't like the Facebook giveaway stuff, but it's... it's it just makes things easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's just the most direct way to do it. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We tried doing the the chaos 700 thing and and it just it kind of threw some extra wrenches into the into the works and um it's just easier for us so yeah we're going to continue doing that yes also too i'm uh, still getting a few emails uh asking what happened to our forum on heli freak it's still there uh you got to dig a little deeper for it they've moved it to local club discussions and productions they moved our yes, form. Get and, your shovel out. <laughs> Pinions is there as well, so you can you know check out what we're doing there and what Pinions up to as well. And also too, um, it's just that time of year everybody's flying. No, you know, there's not a lot of uh, activity on the anywhere really, so to speak, on the forums. We're okay yeah. with that. We'd rather everybody be out flying anyway. Absolutely. So, uh, no sense in sitting in front of a computer. When you could be out flying or wrenching. Wrenching. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. So if you wanted to get in touch with me, you could do that at dan at rchelionation.com. Or you can reach me on most all the forums at Dan K. Reed. And uh, Jake, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how could I do that? Uh, well, you can come to my house. And then we can go up in the field and you can teach me some cool shit because I need to learn more of that. <laughs> and then when we're done... You can go home and send me an email at jake at rchelionation.com and then I'll email you back the, the answer to your question. Or catch me on the site Instant Messenger. That works. I'm there a lot. So I know there's a few people that catch me on there regularly. So that's cool. Also, too, we got to give Jake some shit. Um, the store's no, still not up, dude. What's up with that? People are wanting t shirts, man. People are wanting t shirts. <laughs> This is true. This is true. So, um, I have some images. I, I'm getting there. You can blame that on Jake. Those of you who are waiting for t-shirts, yes, you, you can, can. Blame, that, blame that on Jake. Yes, you can. So, Send Nick, the hate mail. if we wanted to get in touch with you... I don't you, get any mail anyways. Why are you interrupting me, man? 
<laughs> you, you do get email. You get emails from listeners telling you to keep interrupting me. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I, I know you funny. do. <laughs> so, Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Go ahead and. So, if you wanted to get in touch with me, um, you can email me at nick at rchellynation.com um, or I am on the I am on the, on the forum fairly often or NWMTECH on the forums. And uh, is there anything else you guys want to mention as we leave? Fly. Get out and fly. Put your big boy panties on. <laughs> Get out and fly. You got to do it. All that stuff you were talking about, mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. Just Make new parts every day. Do it. So, guys, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. And uh, have a good week. We will talk to you again next Monday. Peace. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Jakey. <laughs> <laughs>